Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. Now, SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. I have a great episode lined up. In fact, I'm super excited about the message that's been laid on my heart that I am going to share with you today. I truly think that this message has the ability to change lives. That's how that's how sure and confident I am in this message. But before we get into all that, I want to give you sort of the intent of the podcast. Kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our hardships, our tribulations, our issues in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. But you may be listening to this and say, but Dustin, why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, guys, we all have stuff. We all have hardships, issues, things that can almost pile up and begin to accumulate in such a way that it could even change the trajectory of our lives. So that's exactly why I believe that you need to be tuned in, plugged in, listening to SCAR, because this is a safe place that we can all come together and work out our our hardships and discuss um, ways that we're learning how to grow through it. So with that being said, uh, before I give you today's topic, once again, that I am super excited about uh, I just want to tell you um, a couple things that would mean a lot to me is that if you would drop me a review of Scar, if you would if you would drop us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this, um, if you would share this podcast, it would mean the world to me because I truly believe that there's somebody out there that's going through something that really needs to hear the material that has been shared by experts, by victims, by people just going through things that have just uh, truly changed the trajectory of their lives and how they've been able to find freedom within those walls. So without further ado, you're probably like, Dustin, what in the world are you going to talk about today? Why do you why are you stalling? And it's because I am that excited about this one. So I went to a th- two-day conference down in Tampa, Florida with our, with our church staff. And man, I was just wrecked through that by the Holy Spirit. It was just, it was powerful. It was, it was a beautiful couple of days. And we were really hyper-focused on this idea of mental health. And also healing, like true restoration, soul healing. So without further ado, I guess, uh, the topic of today is soul healing. Now, after we went through the couple of days, um, I was on the van ride coming back home. Guys, keep in mind, this is the day before yesterday. And these notes just started kind of pouring out of my gut, out of my heart, uh, onto the pages here. So I need you to bear with me a little bit. These aren't perfected, but 
I'm sort of giving these to you. At the same time, I'm wrestling with these. I hope that I hope that that makes sense to you, and I hope you get as much out of it as I have. I hope you feel it in your heart, in your spirit, as much as I do when I talk about it. Now, I've been given a whole passage of scripture to go along with this, um, which is actually the Sumerian woman <clears throat> at the well, I believe in John chapter 4, but but I don't want to go through that and and this at the same time. I don't want to come off as preachy right here because I'm I'm really saving that and and but what I want to do is I want to unpack these thoughts and apply it to our life in such a way that you can that you can really be shaped by it. Your thoughts can be impacted and grow from it. And so I want to give you kind of a spirit-filled definition of soul healing. Again, keep in mind that this definition is from my heart. It's not a Webster's Dictionary or anything like that. It's just a definition of soul healing as I felt like God was giving it to me. So basically, here we go. Soul healing is the pathway or journey to removing the crushing weight of grief or struggle restricting the heart. Now let's start at the beginning of, of that, the, the definition. Soul healing as a pathway. All right, I put in parentheses um, beside the word pathway, a moving pipeline. Let's think about um, when we're onboarding a new employee or when we are onboarding, if you're in the church world, volunteers. You know that can be tough. That can be a struggle. Uh, anytime you're bringing somebody into your organization, um, you typically, you typically have a system or a pipeline that you use to onboard him or her. And you'll take them from a person of interest and you'll bring them on the team and, uh, uh, you know, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, take them through this training, take them through that training, and you kind of move them through the system until they can sort of stand on their own, right? Or or be an effective part of the team. Same with sports. You sort of take this guy who's just interested in playing the sport and you maybe bring him to a couple practices, maybe have him uh, um, come uh, exercise with the team or something like that and you slowly onboard him before you just throw him in the game, right? Yeah, this process of of soul healing is is kind of kind of very much one in the same it's a pathway it it is a moving pipeline in which we kind of generate healing or the removal of the crushing weight of grief or struggle that's restricting our heart it cannot happen 
all at once, see, because because the weight it's it's too much, it's too hard. It, 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 that should have never happened to me. I should have never had to go through that. And all of that can easily crowd our ability to break through. So, the first thing that was sort of... I'm going to give you four revelations that I, I had that will, in order, lead us into soul healing. So here's four things that came to me by revelation that I truly believe we need to understand before we can find freedom and begin the process of soul healing. Number one, the way it is isn't the way it has to stay. Guys, think about this. The way that it is is not the way that it has to stay. Here's the thing. In order to find true soul healing, we must recognize that our heart is burdened. That it's burdened in a, in a particular area. That it's struggling in a particular area. Now, why do I mention that? I mention that because oftentimes we can get so distracted we can get so sidetracked by our mission or by our duties or jobs for the day that we can totally miss that I'm tired, that I'm worn out, that my soul is screaming for rest. Or there's this internal battle going on that I almost translate as an internal drive, but really it is something that's restricting my heart in such a way that my heart can't burst open and and love again and, and live again and be refreshed again. Let me explain. I feel like you need a little bit more. Like I said, guys, I need you to stick with me because I'm wrestling with this while I'm giving it to you. And that's what I think is going to make this really even more powerful that we can sort of walk through this together. See, our hearts were created, designed, and yearned for relationships. But here's the thing, we can often be burdened or restricted and that heart is yearning for something that, that we can't give it because it has these walls around it kind of consuming it and pressing in on it and that feeling that we feel, that internal struggle that's going on we can misconstrue that as something else entirely. As, oh, that's this drive. That's this internal drive for success. This internal drive for more, to be something, to be somebody. Or even just for that next job. I'm not satisfied with this one. I got to go to the next one. I got to go to the next one. Here's what I want us to do. 
Let's just pause for a minute and think about this. The way that it is isn't the way that it has to stay. Guys, it's okay to recognize that maybe the problem isn't where I want to go, but maybe it's dealing with where I've been. Maybe there's something that happened to me along the way. Maybe there's something that that I went through. Maybe it was a hardship from childhood. There are so many things, like I always say in my opening statement of this podcast, there are challenges and trials and issues that can begin to accumulate in such a way that it changes the trajectory of our lives. Guys, I feel like we're tapping into something really big here by thinking this is this is just the way it is. This is just how I'm wired. I'm wired for more. I'm I'm wired for uh uh this yearning, this this desire, but in reality, it's a distraction taking you away from what's really going on in your heart. An acknowledgement that I am enough. A realization that I am enough, that I am a child of God. And that Jesus loves me and has a plan for me for my good. The way it is, isn't the way it has to stay. Now, I want to stay right there, and I want to just unpack that, and I want to unload that and offload that. But again, I'm, I'm wrestling with this as I'm giving it to you, and I want to have time to unpack the rest of these. So I want to, I want to kind of turn us to the, to the second revelation that I had once I wrote out this definition of soul healing and this pathway or this pipeline. Number two. Godly relationships are our lifeline. And the Sumerian woman at the well, the woman was having a hard time kind of discussing or or understanding what Jesus was trying to say. And without, like I said, unpacking all of that story, Jesus says, well, go get your husband. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. He says, you're right. You have had five husbands and the one person you're living with now is not your husband here's what jesus is saying girl you've put yourself in the wrong relationships you've been going to the wrong people now this doesn't just this isn't just for married people this isn't just for dating people we can put ourselves in uh around the wrong people in school friends co-workers um, we can family members, man. We can surround ourselves with people that are not good influences. People who tell us what we want to hear to almost keep us on their side, if you will. It's strange dynamic, I, I know, but you need to understand that God created us as relational beings. We need people. We need positive influences in our lives. Godly relationships are our lifeline. 
What do I mean by godly relationships? I mean exactly that. I mean people who are on the same journey in the same pathway as yourself or is further along in their journey. We, we definitely need people who are further along in their journey because here's the thing, guys. There are people out there. There are people within our reach that have, has gone through something similar to what you're going through. This leads me to my next point. This is not this is not on here. This just kind of came to me as we're as we're working through this. Guys, you're you're not the only one. Somebody needs to hear that today. You're not the only one that has gone through something similar to this. Maybe maybe the situation is unique to you. But somebody within your reach or within somebody you know's reach is, is, is a person who has gone through something similar that can help you, that puts their faith in God, that trusts in who He is, that has walked alongside God through difficult situations and can extend grace, love, and guidance. Here's why. Guys, this is, I need you, if you don't take anything else from this situation, if you're driving, doggone pull over, okay? Like, because this was a major revelation to this idea of godly relationships. Here we go. In the storm, it's hard to read God's word when the lights go out. Mmm. Sometimes we need a good friend to shine a light. This just hit my heart like a ton of bricks when I wrote God, Godly Relationships Are a Lifeline. It's like, yes, because sometimes the storm, guys, is so strong. The situation's so deep and I'm so close to it. I'm so close to the conflict. That should have never happened to me. They should have never said that. They should have never done that to me. They should have never done that to my friend. You know, we shouldn't have had to walk through that. But here's the situation. We did. Okay? We did. We have to understand that our heart is burdened. And we have to know that in the midst of the storm of the angst, of the anxiety, of the fear. It's hard to read God's Word when the lights go out. Just like in a storm, your electricity can shut off. Guys, it can be hard to hear God's Word, to hear God's voice when there is no stillness, when there is no calmness. And God will use people around you, godly relationships, to shine a light and point you in the right path or pathway. Man, we're unfolding this together, guys. Listen to me. This is, this is strong, strong stuff. Number three 
is don't be fooled by the eye of the storm. This one, I, I want you to think of a hurricane, okay? You, you have the storm sort of arise, and you go through some things, all right? And maybe you listened to the first couple of, <clears throat> maybe you listened to the first couple of revelations that I gave you, okay? And you start to find out, okay, I've got some a little bit of truth speak, spoken into this situation. I think I've got a handle on it. Then you enter what I call the eye of the storm. If you know anything about a hurricane, you know that the outer bands are, are some of the harshest uh, winds, the harshest environment of, for the storm. When you get to the center of the storm, you have what you call the eye of the storm, where everything calms down, if you will. And it almost seems like you are out of the pathway of the storm and you can find yourself getting relaxed and you can find yourself getting okay with where you are and almost come out of bunker, come out of hiding, come out of preparation that you were in for the storm and find yourself off guard when the outer bands come back through. As that as that storm passes through, you get that that second wave. Now, in that, I want you to know that we can grab on to some truth and things almost feel like they start to get better and we find ourselves relaxed. Guys, this is a dangerous place to be for the enemy to creep back in, okay? Here's what I mean. We can often go back to the same things that once brought us comfort. Whether it's an addiction, whether it's emotion, whether it's whatever, love, lust, what, what, whatever we feel that has brought us comfort in the past we can sort of start to revert back to some of those ways when we find ourselves in the eye of the storm. What does the eye of the storm look like for you and I? Honestly, and this is something I'm wrestling with, honestly, it looks like life. Let me, let me explain. When you go through a trial, challenges, or hardship, maybe it's grief, loss, maybe it's something else entirely, an addiction, you know that there's an uproar. There is a strong storm that you're in the middle of. But then when you're just going through life, guys, it, it can almost become monotonous. It can almost become... Just day-to-day -day living where nothing's really wrong, nothing's really right. You're just, you're just here. You're just doing things. And, and I consider this kind of the eye of the storm. Why? Because I've said this in a podcast before. We all have similar, similar stories. We've gone through some hardships or we're in the midst of a hardship right now. 
or we have another one coming. So this leads me to my fourth point. We have to solidify our anchor. Yeah, solidify our anchor. I want you to think of a, a, a cruise ship or, or, or a big boat, right? When they find themselves in a, in a, in a big storm or, or in rough seas or whatever, they, they, can, they can drop their anchor to kind of keep them from drifting, kind of keep them from, you know, uh, losing their position. For us, when we find ourselves in the eye of the storm, maybe the situation of life that sort of just has us maybe in the groove, to keep ourselves from coming out of uh, the groove or going back into what's comfortable, we have to solidify our anchor. When David, uh, when King David was first anointed as king, um, he found himself under attack. He found himself sev- uh, uh, he found himself with several cities wanting to um, come after him and take his life. And in Second Samuel five seventeen, it says that David retreated to his stronghold. Okay, so I've been to Israel and I've seen some of these remains of of kings from the past and their fortresses and their strongholds that they would retreat to when things go wrong. And let me just tell you that they're powerful, they're strong structures. They are surrounded by uh, lookout points and, and, and it's just a, a probably the best place, no, it is the best place in the land for one to be when they're quote unquote under attack. For you and I, we have to find our stronghold. We have to solidify our anchor. What it is that we use to hold us in place to ensure that we don't revert back to our old ways. That we don't collapse in the midst of a storm. And also that we can use to break down those barriers that are restricting our heart. Okay? Now this is this is so important that we begin to peel back the layers of the onion so to speak on what it is that makes us who we are. Okay, for me it's my love for Jesus Christ. Understanding that this walk, that this journey, that this life that I'm in would not even be possible without God. When I look around, do I see God? Do I hear God in everything that I look at? In everything that I experience? Right now, a song that is like I'm aggravating the mess out of my wife with because I sing it in the terrible voice. I, I can't sing at all. Um, but it's this song, Voice of God. He talks about how he can hear the voice of God in the busy New York City streets, in the crackle of a bonfire, uh, in, in his granddad telling stories, you know, 
his grandma telling him where they came from, all, all these different situations. He's like, I can't explain it, but it makes me want to cry. Man, and there's just something so powerful in that, that you understand that when you're in the middle of the fight of your life, you're not alone. When you're in the eye of the storm, when you're doing battle through everyday life and you feel yourself just going through the motion, I want you to find it within you to hear the voice of God right where you are. Recognize that your heart is struggling with something. Recognize that there is a battle. Remember, in the storm, when we find ourselves in that hard situation, it can be hard to read God's Word when the lights go out. And sometimes we just need a good friend, a godly friend, a loving friend, a caring friend, to shine a light. Don't be fooled by the eye of the storm. When things start to, quote-unquote, get better, just know that in those seasons, it's really time to buckle down and prepare. It's really time to buckle down and grow in your sensitivity to the Spirit, in your sensitivity to the voice of God in every situation that you enter into because that is what's going to solidify your anchor. When that storm arises, when those day-to-day going through the motions, dullness, and just plainly plainness of life, it can revitalize your soul and it can bring real excitement. This process, this talk right here, to me, is soul healing. This is what it's all about. This is why I believe that this particular episode is why I started SCAR. Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbart. I want this to almost lay the groundwork, the foundation for the rest of the life of the podcast, however long that may be. I believe this one is the one we were waiting on. This is so life-giving and so transformational that if we can grasp these four concepts and begin this pathway to true soul healing that will truly lead us to living the life that Jesus came, lived, and died on the cross so that he could be raised again to new life for us and we will have found abundance abundant life all right guys i hope that i hope that you gained as much out of that as i felt going into that this was a message that i felt like was directly for you okay and you needed to hear this now with that being said that's a a, a lot of information 
kind of kind of buckle down. I want you to wrestle with that as well. I want you to know that I'm wrestling with this. Please, please, please provide feedback. I want to hear it. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you're thinking and share this with somebody because, guys, somebody needs to hear this. We're all in this together. Remember, my listeners, I'll see you in the next couple of days.